The Jacksonville Jaguars have traded the 25th pick to the Buffalo Bills with the 25th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. The Buffalo Bills select Dalton Kincaid, tight end, Utah. Well, the league's about wow. to get what they deserve, as you go. just said, Daniel. You've, you've been warned, league. Is yeah. that what you're saying? And, and look, and, and we've mentioned it. We'll mention it one more time. We're here in Kansas City, the home of Patrick Mahomes, and I believe there's a Mahomes doctrine we're seeing right now, which is forget trying to stop that guy. You're not going you to stop him. Just get it. as many weapons as you can. Hey, Bills Mafia, welcome to a special edition of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Um, I'm your host, Nate. I'm with my co-hosts, John and Mike, and we're talking about the Buffalo Bills first round pick, tight end Dalton Kincaid out of the Utah Utes, six foot four, 240-pound receiving tight end. The Buffalo Bills traded up uh, two picks to take this, to take Dalton, um, they gave up a fourth round pick in order to do so. Their fourth round pick was worth 18 points. They basically moved up to where it was worth 14 points. So, you know, I guess the value was a little bit more, but I mean, four points, what, where does that really get you? Uh, so real quick, guys, Mike, John, this is cool. We don't do a whole lot of in-person podcasts during the season, during not during the season. Um, John, I'll start with you. Uh, original, just initial thoughts that the Bills, when the Bills picked him, did you think they were going to pick him, or what are your thoughts on the on the pick in general? Well, I was, I was a little nervous. Um, it's like you know, the first half of the first round was actually going well, right? Like mm-hmm. positions of need for the Bills weren't being picked, like receiver, linebacker, whatever. Um, and then it got closer, and like Jack Campbell got picked, and then the four receivers got taken. Uh, and I was like, oh, I just hope they trade down. And then they traded up. So I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but I, I really do like the pick. I Like, you know, we felt going into it that one of our biggest, one of the Bills' biggest needs was getting another receiving weapon for Josh Allen. And I, I think this this is perfect. Yeah, when you can't get him one of the top four receiving weapons because they were all taken off the board right before those picks, or right before the Bills' pick Kincaid, get him the best receiving tight end. He had one of the best uh, receiving grades in Pro Football Focus, a 91.8, which I don't know if I've seen a receiving grade that high. Um, 2.42 yards per route run, which is really great. He has an excellent drop rate percentage, which means it's really low. Um, he has a really good, uh, a pretty above average contested catch rate. Um, he wasn't asked to block a whole lot, but he's not. He doesn't have to be. You know what I'm curious about this? I didn't think that they'd go tight end in the first round. I didn't think they'd go tight end in the first two rounds at least because I wondered what it would mean for Dawson Knox but when you get a player like Dalton Kincaid who wasn't asked to do a lot of blocking in college is more or less just like a big receiver in the slot it's kind of like that makes sense like you said one of our biggest needs going into the draft was a wide receiver receiving weapon and they got it with this pick I thought for sure they were we talked about this for weeks in the podcast I thought they were going to go defensive tackle when Jack Campbell went off the board I'm like oh man like that's so early okay well they're definitely gonna get Drew Sanders or something like that and they didn't go either of those picks and I was kind of surprised and I'm happy I'm happy I'm happy that Josh Allen has another weapon that he's never really had before you know like that he has Dawson Knox now a tight end an inline tight end and now you have a guy like this that you can you can play every down right I mean he's like the Travis Kelsey basically of their team 
Um, and then you also have a Dawson Knox guy that, that, that can also receive um, as well. as this is, a, this is an exciting tandem. And you mentioned this last week, John, that you were like, the Bills have been trying to get another tight end for Dawson Knox, like O.J. Howard before that. Um, they had Tyler Croft at one point. You know, like they've been trying to get this two tight end tandem. They just haven't had any luck. Yeah, I I think it's great. And then, I mean, you, you brought it up with Kelsey. Look around at like some of these teams that have a guy like that, or Mark Andrews, or uh, Dallas Goddard. Yeah, like to have that weapon to complement your your number one receiver is just it's, it's like having a, like a really good number two receiver, right? It's it's yeah, it's the same thing. And sometimes it's even better because it creates mismatches. Hayden Hurst, like like those those guys that you know, I've always been against taking a tight end in the first round just because it takes them so long to acclimate to the NFL. But with this, with a player like Dalton Kincaid, like you don't need him to learn all the blocking schemes. You don't need him to to you know do all those things that Dawson Knox already does. Like he does those things. You we just need you to catch ball. We need you to find ball, catch ball, and then run after the catch, which just sounds like he's really good at doing. John, Mike, I haven't even asked you. Um, thoughts on the pick i'm kind of surprised as a tight end but i'm happy about it what were your thoughts when uh when it happened i think it's a great pick at this spot we've heard over and over again how this draft is notoriously bad like the, the worst in most recent memory i would say right and we're picking so late that uh to have to get the the best tight end a great offensive weapon i, th- I think it's gonna work out really, really really well as you guys talked about like we've been trying to Dorsey's been trying to do two tight end sets for forever, and now we're actually investing. Sorry. (laughs) There's someone chewing on the wire. (laughs) Um, So Brandon Bean goes into the press conference, and he says, uh, well, I I lied. Brandon Bean jokes about trading up as he sits down. He later clarifies that he did not know he was lying at the time. (laughs) If Dalton wasn't there, he said we were going to trade back. So they had a pretty good feeling that the Cowboys were going to take him. And I did see in a lot of mock, mock drafts that Dalton Kincaid was going to the to the Cowboys too. Um, let's. I'm just going to give you some quick write-ups on the tight ends, and then we'll just talk in general about maybe who we'd like to see the Bills uh, take in the second round or something like that. But um, let's see. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, after spending his first two college seasons at San Diego – where he averaged 18.9 yards per catch in 2019. Kincaid transferred to Utah. He played just 99 snaps in his first season in the Pac-12, but quickly became a key part of the team's offense soon after. He played 669 snaps in his second season at Utah, and eight of his 36 receptions resulted in a touchdown. His final season showed he could be a key contributor as he led the team with 70 receptions for 890 yards and eight scores. So remember, it's funny, we were talking about this back like after free agency and we're like, you know, what kind of receiver do you want? And we talked about how this receiver is really small and Mike's like, I want Calvin Johnson. I want a six foot five guy. It's like, well, you didn't get Calvin Johnson necessarily, but you got a really tall, wide receiving tight end, you know, so you kind of got that guy for the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen has something that he hasn't had here really since he's gotten here. Now with Knox and Kincaid, do you think Dallas was going to take him? Really? Ah, uh, that's just what the mocks were saying. I don't know if they they would have taken him. They would have truly taken him, or I'm always a little suspect when we're like, "Oh, I just had a feeling." Just a feeling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we gave up a fourth round pick, so I hope it was a good feeling. 
<laughs> you think they trade down in the second round or something just to get a couple more picks? Because he wasn't happy with six picks. He's definitely not going to be happy with five picks. Now, it is interesting seeing like that the shots of the Dallas like their draft room. It looks like they're like an evil empire like surrounding Jerry Jones. <laughs> Excellent, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like that. <laughs> like every other shot of the other teams is like congenial, like team. Yeah. High-fiving right, like, each other, yeah, yeah. like, woo, diverse. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's... Dallas is different, man. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. So, you, so you're saying Knox and Kincaid are going to be greater than Gronk and Hernandez. <laughs> yeah, without all the uh, controversy. <laughs> controversy yeah. and yeah. the murdering. Yeah, the, the murders, yeah. yes, minus yeah. that, hopefully. But, yeah, it's that's a good set to have i mean think about all the all the uh, attention it's going to garner in the middle of the field that the bills have never really I, you know the more i was thinking about it the more i was listening the more i was reading one of the big huge differences in the offense between 2021 and this past season was the loss of cole beasley in that middle area short yardage guy because if you remember a couple of seasons ago Cole Beasley had, I think he either had a thousand yards or was almost at a thousand yards. Like he had a great season, right? Like the best season of his entire career. And he was like 34 or whatever. So it was like, it was, it was incredible. And then the season after that, you know, this last season, it wasn't so good. Um, he didn't have Cole Beasley for most of the season. And it was just kind of like, wow, like this is, didn't realize how big of a role he played. We thought Isaiah McKenzie could be a slot receiver. That obviously didn't pan out. Um, and so now like the Bills have, you know, Gabriel Davis, Stephon Diggs, Khalil Shakir, potentially in the slot. And now you have Dawson Knox as your inline tight end, could possibly split out wide. And then you also, you know, if you keep Dawson Knox into block, then you can also help protect maybe Spencer Brown on the right side, maybe, you know, um, Deion Dawkins, sometimes the left side. It's it's not, I, I kind of like the, the role. They must have really liked him because they moved up to get him. So it wasn't just like a, well, we'll just pick him because he's there. Like they, they wanted Dalton Kincaid specifically, but don't we think he was the best? I mean, the best offensive player available. Available, yes. As, at that point, yep. And as much as we want a linebacker and help on defense, I think we're of the same mind that we want to score thirty-five points a game in January. Yes, and this helps accomplish. This that. helps us get there. Yeah, and to. McDermott's credit, we were talking offline a little bit about, oh, maybe he goes defense to make himself look better now that he's going to play. Like, it it, it goes to team for, – he's not just looking out for himself, I guess, <laughs> right? That's always good. He's like, I don't want to look bad. i got to take it over the defense. Well, I mean, I, I think I mentioned this at the, at the to that point, Mike. Like, if you have a defensive-minded head coach like Sean McDermott, and you at the time you had Leslie Frazier before he left – who has like you know between those two guys you have like you have like 40, 40 uh, years of experience of coaching defensively and then you have Ken Dorsey who has like one year of offensive coordinator experience it's like well if you were supposed to go let's say all things were equal you're gonna give an offensive player to a guy who really doesn't have a ton of experience or a defensive player to a guy who has a ton of experience like that better coach should be able to coach up the lesser experienced guy or maybe the less talented guy to a higher level than you know just all things being equal. I know it's not quite one for one, but this is an example of that, which is good to see because I was really worried that he's like, well, I need to get the next guy, especially with Tremaine Edmonds gone. Like, at the, And I still think that they might pick up a linebacker on day two or day three. I mean, we have yet to see, but 
Um, they would still make a move for Hopkins. That, yeah, they, exactly. What? Could you imagine that Hopkins and Kincaid and, you know? Yeah. That would be pretty sweet. Do you think one of those two linebackers dropped to the their second-round pick? So you're thinking of Drew Sanders, the linebacker of Arkansas, Trent Simpson, linebacker at Clemson. Yeah. It's possible. There hasn't been a run on linebackers yet. Like, there has been wide receivers and stuff like that. So I I thought Brian Brissett was going to be – we just saw he got picked uh, for the Saints. Um, I think it's possible. I think it's possible. But I think if those two guys are gone by round two, their pick, I think they just kind of punt on the position. They pick someone in – at some point in like round five or six or something, and just like a hail mary, like we'll see if this guy can also compete. It's just depth. It's like Bale Inspector depth, you know. Uh, what do you, What do you think if you had to if you had to pick any position that they might draft in day two, like with the second second round pick? I mean, what do you think it's if it's not linebacker, defensive tackle? I mean, what? Yeah, I mean, if you go off our needs list, right? We had receiving weapon number one, and then. I think we had linebacker and offensive line. Yeah, um, it's possible a tackle falls. Maybe a Matthew Bergeron. But yeah, if we get or something. yeah, if we if there's a defensive tackle there, I'm, I'm, or you know, I'm fine with that. Um, mm-hmm. Defensive tackle. Yeah, I was thinking offensive tackle. You meant defensive tackle specifically. So linebacker and defensive tackle. So you're good going defense at this next pick. I feel like you almost have to. They don't have to. Or I edge could, or defensive yeah. end. I feel real good. They went offense with the first pick. Mm-hmm. I'm real happy about that. Yeah, me too. Me too. I did not think they were going to do that. We just mentioned that when was the last time the Bills went first round with offense besides Josh Allen? It was 2014, wasn't Sammy it? Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. It wasn't even this regime, you know? Yeah. Wow. I love it. I didn't think it was going to happen. We, we've done four or five mocks together. We've done them on our own. We've read a bunch. I have not seen Dalton Kincaid go to the Bills once. In any th- way, shape, or form. So this was a surprise, man. This is one of those things. This but, is cool. a, but a consensus A-plus pick from us and the experts, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. We needed a pass catcher, and we got one. S-tier. Put him in the slot. Put him from wherever. Yeah, PFF has, mismatches. PFF has him as their number one ranked tight end. They have pros and cons here. I already read a little bit of, about him, but he said, looks like a receiver who just so happens to be a tight end-sized. Very easy mover, attacks the ball in traffic the way you wish everyone would. The ball is his. Very willing blocker despite his size, gets after it. His cons, still doesn't have ideal tight end size, would be one of the league's smallest starters. Not an elite athlete by any means, despite being undersized. Older prospect will turn 24 years old as a rookie, so that's that's also a knock on him, which is rare that these guys are turning 24. See what Dane Brugler says about him. He says, with his basketball background, Kincaid has fluid movement skills and flashes the short area quickness to open stride and accelerate in and out of breaks. He is a natural ball winner and shows confidence in, in his hands, doing most of his damage when catching the ball on the move. He has a remarkable, now this is incredible, this is just an amazing stat, remarkable 35-4 to 4 touchdown to drop ratio in college. Let me read that again, 35-4 to 4 touchdown to drop ratio in college. I mean, one of the things that we were mentioning when we were talking about like receiving weapon is we want a guy that can obviously get open. It's key. A guy that can do contested catches or whatever. But then also a guy that can get yards after catch and that doesn't drop the ball because we had suffered so many drops last season between Isaiah McKenzie, between Gabriel Davis. Uh, you needed a guy with short hands, and I'm sure they saw that. 
you know, at the end of the locker room clean on, they're like, we need some guys that can actually catch the ball when Josh throws it to them. So uh, it says overall, Kincaid is still developing his play strength and consistency as a blocker, but he is an above average pass catcher with the burst body control and ball skills to be a weapon in the slot. He projects as a playmaking move tight end in the NFL. And Brugler had him as his number 20th overall draft prospect um, in his top 300. So yeah, this is this is exciting. I think I've seen him higher than that, higher than 20. You know, I think as high as nine, maybe. Nine, wow. I've seen him number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had him as one. We just didn't think Brandon Bean did. Yeah, just a- <laughs> oh, this is... Uh, well, it's, it's, it does seem like elite teams, quarterbacks, really you have that tight end, right? Mahomes and Kelsey. Brady um, had it. Brady threw more touchdowns to Gronk than Saints anybody, had right? it the Saints had it with uh, Jimmy Graham yeah yeah absolutely so this kind of takes potentially like that slot position role and then it allows yeah this this opens up a lot of things for the Bills offense things that they've never been able to do before I'm kind of glad it wasn't a, a running back I was worried that even though Bijan Robinson went like number eight or nine off the board I thought that they might take like Jameer Gibbs or whoever the second ranked running back was on their board just because it's like, well, I didn't necessarily. I know Mike, you wanted Bijan Robinson, which I wasn't totally against. But if I'm against running back in the first round, I definitely don't want you to go after the second best running back in the first round. <laughs> so <laughs> when Jackson Smith and J- before Jackson Smith and Jigba went off the board, I'm like, hey, maybe we might get this guy. We might get this. So we ended up getting you know a, t- a tight end. It's a little bit bigger than um, in Jigma, obviously. Uh, I'm happy about it. So read a few more things on it before we head out of this until day two. Uh, they did mention a lot of the things that he did. Uh, before I read this thing from Dane Brugler, they, he did mention like how he worked with you know um, kids with autism. He was doing what that, that special uh, club or league or whatever with football. Like They mentioned that for the first five minutes of their discussion of Dalton Kincaid. Uh, which was pretty cool. I don't know how much McDermott and Bean take into account character, but this guy seems like character through and through. In fact, I just saw this thing um, from Brugler. He said, received positive character feedback from his coaches and was a member of Utah's Leadership Council. Had a career performance versus USC in 2022 with 16 receptions on 16 targets and 234 yards. Wow. His 16 catches was the most by an FBS player in 2022. Only Georgia's Brock Bowers had more catches and receiving yards in 2022 among FBS tight ends. The long, loose athlete with adequate frame uses lateral agility and flexible shoulders to quickly release off the line and accelerate into his routes. Outstanding focus to isolate the ball and catch the ball clearly. Comfortable adjusting midair and expanding his catch radius, showing unwavering trust in his ball skills. Catch, you know what's funny? It kind of reminds me of the opposite of Dawson Knox when he first came here. Remember, he used to drop everything. It's not so much the case anymore, but that was, I mean, guys can work on it. Guys can get better on it. But he, I mean, Kincaid's already there. Quickly collects himself to force over pursuit or make the first man miss. Only one of three F- FBS tight ends with 16-plus forced missed tackles in 2022. So some yak. We finally got some yak, too. Did they did they check off all the boxes with Dalton Kincaid? They got a big-bodied a big, uh, receiver, 
a guy that has great hands, a guy that can get separation, that can do contested, can get contested catches, and then a guy who can get yards after the catch. Super Bowl. <laughs> cool. I'm excited about this. Excited about this. I mean, maybe I'll try to do a uh, uh, try to do a Twitter space too. We'll see. We'll see if I get a chance to uh, when I get back home. But cool. Excited. Excited. Any final thoughts before we end this one? I did not predict this at all. I did not think that this was going to happen. When we, I saw the players left over, I wasn't, I wasn't like, oh, Dalton Kincaid, of course. Michael Mayer, of course. I didn't even think tight end, really. Yeah, I was thinking either trade down or they'd pick a defensive player. Mm. Well, this is perfect because if they went Michael Mayer, it's kind of like, well, that's sort of like Dawson Knox. You have a catching, pass catching, and blocking tight end. You know, you have an all-around guy. Maybe even Darnell Washington we were talking about from Georgia, like similarly in that like Michael Mayer, like, yeah, there's there's a lot of depth in the draft of tight end this year, but I think, well, you know, they, they they picked him the first tight end overall for a reason, right? So like, I, I think this is great. I I'm just I'm really excited to see what he's gonna do for this passing game. Like, I think they were lacking a little something on offense last year, and I'm hoping that this is gonna this is gonna help a lot. And maybe DeAndre Hopkins, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? DeAndre Hopkins is like a second or third round pick, and then you get. The, I mean, what? I don't. I can't imagine. I can't imagine it because DeAndre Hopkins did not get traded today. As of the time we're recording this, we don't know the next time between now and when we're posting this. Or between, it's got to be Friday, right? It's got to be today, day two, day day two picks, right? It's got to be now. They do second and third run tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it'd have to be tomorrow. It'd have to be. Yeah, yeah. At some point, it's got to get done, or else it's not. And then if what, so, do you, what do you get? What would you give up for him? Like a third? Yeah, I would do a third. I would do a third. If you want to trade Ed Oliver along with it for some reason, I would do a fourth in Ed Oliver or a fifth in Ed Oliver. Well, they just gave up their fourth, so I guess it would be either. Right. And then they wouldn't or, have a defensive tackle. True, so that they would have to. <laughs> yeah, I would just give a lower pick, but. Um, the only I, reason I, I, just give, I just give him a pick. I wouldn't. Wouldn't I would, even bother no. with the player. Yeah, because I think that they do want to extend at Oliver. It's just a matter of I was thinking cap relief and a lower draft pick, but third, third. What do you, what would you do? I think would, that sounds right. Would you do second? It just feels high. If they didn't get a receiving weapon in the first, I might I might <laughs> sacrifice a second to mm-hmm. get Hopkins. But is this a telegraph that's... of the fact that they're not going to go after DeAndre Hopkins because they? did this it's probably less likely now right a lot less likely i'd say i'd say it's it feels like it won't happen i mean if they had gotten a wide receiver today we would have been like no deandre hopkins there's no way they're gonna get him you think it factors in that if the bills don't get him the chiefs probably will well that's scary (laughs) (laughs) not that i haven't thought about that but man uh i think it's possible the chiefs haven't picked yet as the time we're recording this but if they went wide receiver i think that would kind of say that they wouldn't be going after DeAndre Hopkins, right? Right. Yeah, good question. This feels like they're not going to get him. I'm not going to guess that they won't just because we never know. Plus they have another, like now they only have five picks. So then they use one on Hopkins and they only have four picks. I mean, he he, he becomes a pick, right? Just like Diggs Diggs became a, so I mean, I don't want to look at it like that necessarily, but I don't know. Yeah, because you just you, you gain a player just like you would with a draft pick, right? Um, how scared would you be if you were another AFC East opponent? It's like okay, they got potentially the best tight end in the draft, and they also got D Hop. Like, pooh, 
that would make me a little nervous if I was. Yeah, because teams a have a fan. hard enough time against Allen and Diggs. Yeah, and you actually start adding some some extra pieces like that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it feel like tight end in the first round is a little bit of a luxury pick? Like you have to have a good team, or he has to be an amazing tight end for you to just pick one. He is an amazing tight end. I know, but like, <laughs> but like, you know, like, uh, no, running back is a luxury. Pick. Running back's more <laughs> of a luxury pick. You're right. Uh, but this is this is one of those things where like good teams can afford to do that because they have a good solid team all around them. So yeah, cool. Anything else before we end this one, or is there anything else you guys want to say? This has been fun. I didn't mention this before, but this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Uh, if you're in the Western New York or Central New York area, check out the Delago Resort and Casino. Um, it's a great time. I can't imagine what it would be like uh, watching the draft there if we weren't watching it together here in uh, um, the Rochester area, like just heading down there. to It would be crazy. We couldn't record there necessarily right in the thing. It's just a late night. It's Thursday night, man. It's tough to do. But uh, I'm sure Friday night, I mean, just look at how many people are there in Kansas City. It's almost midnight. The place is absolutely packed. Uh, it looks cool. It's cool seeing the, it's funny when the Jets were about to pick, you saw the, the Josh Allen like big head right behind them the whole time. Yeah, real quick, real quick, guys. First memory of the draft. This is something we've never done before. We've been talking about the draft for like six weeks. First memory of the draft, John. Ever. Kid, I don't, right? I don't. I don't know if I remember the year. Um, is at some point in the nineties. Um, I think part of it was like you know collecting football cards and like. Looking through cards, we're like, "Oh, it's a rookie card," and like not knowing anything about the guy, and um, kind of taking an interest in that, and then like flipping around draft day, ESPN. It was it was just on Saturdays and Sundays then, um, and then just seeing like the the theatrics of it. I mean, it's nothing compared to what it is now, but um, but even then, they hyped it up, and it was kind of cool to see, and they showed the highlights of all the players, and I can't. I wish I remembered which which draft was the first one but I, no, we, I mean definitely like mid to later 90s probably in that time frame were you watching for the bill specifically or just as a spectator of football like just curious of how the draft was run or do you remember being like who are the bills going to take and it was both i think it was both okay, cool mid 90s that's definitely earlier than mike what was the first draft memory that you had i can't remember specifically I never had cable growing up so it was all <laughs> My first draft memory was with you. Were we, we were listening to it on the radio. We were excited he, about the Bills getting a quarterback. Yes. Seems like every year. Every during year. The drought years. Every year from what? J.P. Lawsman on. Basically hoping that they get a quarterback. What, to what, what the year are the draft you thinking of? What's that? Well, what are you thinking? What, I'm thinking of specifically it was the Matt Leinart draft. Oh, I remember really? being over at your house and you're like, so you think the Bills are going to take Vince Young? And I'm like, is the draft today? <laughs> this is like 2005, I'm thinking, or something like that. 06, maybe? That was my first draft memory. Actually, no, I shouldn't say that. I remember the Bills drafting Willis McGahee because uh, at the house I lived at college, I had a lot of downstate Jets friends. They were just like, the Bills took a, a, an injured running back. It's not even going to play for a year. The first first round or second round or whatever. Nah. <laughs> Um, I'm like whatever. I went back into my room. Like, didn't pay attention. That was my first 
kind of memory. I didn't pay attention really even then. But like I think it was we were sitting by the radio seeing who the bills were going to take. This makes it sound like we're in like the 40s. <laughs> we were all sitting by in the living room, you know, <laughs> like laying on the floor, like with our heads in our hands. <laughs> we're looking up the radio. So the bills, see, they're going to pick up. <laughs> and and uh, the bills had the eighth overall pick or the ninth overall pick that year. I remember thinking like they could get Matt Leiner or someone like one of the quarterbacks. And then they went Dante Whitner or something or was it mm. John McCargo or I can't remember who they got that year. No, I think it was Dante Winter. I think they traded back in to get John McCargo. Anyway, terrible picks, whatever it was. It wasn't, mm. of course, Vince Young wasn't a great pick either. They, you know, it didn't end up being a great pick or whatever. So, yeah, cool. Fun it's interesting pick. to hear, like, John, you remember, hell, 15 years earlier than me and Nate, but back in the day, I was just like in a hotel ballroom, right, with like chalkboards and stuff to hear you tell it well i don't want i no it wasn't like that when i was watching i mean it's like <laughs> it's but, not like the old pete rosell picture of him on a chalkboard in the 60s yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it we need to identify like something in now like the contrast between then and now where it's like a huge spectacle we need to fi- identify something else that we can glom onto and get in at the at the ground <laughs> floor <laughs> Because they were like phoning in, they were like phoning in picks then, right? Like, isn't that how they did it back then? Did they even gather in like a well, room? They, they phoned it in, in now, the sixties. Right? Oh yeah, they do phone it. No, but like in the sixties, like they weren't even all gathered. Yeah, you're right. There's, there's no one in the even in the. Yeah. Well, they had the cords on the phones then, <laughs> and the and the rotary dial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to identify something that will be huge. Yes. And glom so onto the, it. For, yeah. And in 30 I don't want to put years, in any be... effort or anything. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Think about that. We should have bought a franchise earlier before it was worth $6 billion when they were only worth $1 billion. <laughs> Definitely. It's a 6X. 6X return. So, yeah. Fun. We, I, I'm surprised we haven't talked draft memories or anything like that. If you guys have any good draft memories or you want to share them with us before we uh, give our overall thoughts on the draft on Sunday evening, mo- Monday morning. Uh, let us know. Let us know. It's always fun to talk about, you know, things that you remember as a kid growing up or uh, teenager or whatever. So cool. Cool. Thank you guys all for listening. Um, be sure to check out the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago, uh, the Delago Resort and Casino, uh, where every moment is a winning moment. Thanks again to John and Mike. Uh, fellas, everyone have a good night. Everyone enjoy day two of the draft for signing off for John. Let's go Bills Super Bowl. Let's do it. Let's do it. Elite hands. Go Bills. For Mike, go Bills. And for me, Nate, we need to come up with a good nickname for Dalton Kincaid. Dalton can catch. <laughs> no, no, we'll think about it. We'll <laughs> it needs some work. It's not as good as third and cold, no matter what right now, but we'll work on it. All right, go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys uh, at the end of the draft.